0: This is a view from the Bridge official podcast of the Belfast Giants for com. today's the 8th of August 2019 my name's Patrick Smith it is still the 8th of August we're um, we're recording this quite late it'll end up being the 9th by the time we have finished maybe but that's another matter I hope you're all having a great summer. Uh, Belfast Giants roster is complete for the 2019-2020 season. The Champions Hockey League is only a few weeks away, but even before that, we have the little matter of the 4 preseason pre-season games that take place over the next couple of weeks. In this week's show, we're going to hear from Ben Lake, Adam Keefe, Kevin Rian, Adam Pellick, Pellick, Matt Pellick, and Adam Robinson. There's a lot to cover. I'll introduce the gentleman first in a little bit of a different order. First of all, a man who, the last time he was on this show, he was just about to head off on holiday to Portugal with his fabulous daughter, uh, but he got a bit of grief from me over the Champions League final. I'm going to put that aside, mate. It's only a few weeks to... Sorry, it's only... At 24 hours to the start of the Premier League season, Mr. Simon Kitchen, how are you? I
2: am um, fantastic, public. Uh, been a great uh, couple of holidays I've had over the uh, summer period, and I, as you said, a bit finishing with jazz there last week. At, yeah, uh, and Portugal it was brilliant, so all good. Oh, enjoy yourself. Brilliant, love. I love Portugal. It's just, it's uh, you know, it's it was well it was. To be honest, it was the first time we ever went away with absolutely nothing planned. Yeah. We didn't have anything, no schedule. We just said, we wake up in the morning, we'll decide what we're doing. So it, uh, it's definitely the way to go.
0: <laughs> Great. I know, I love going out there myself. My father-in-law lives out there six months of the year, and it's uh, a beautiful place to go, especially when the weather's good. Um, next up, well, a man who's also been on his travels, but a bit further east. You can't have failed to notice if you follow him on Twitter that Mr. Joel neil has been off to to Myanmar or Burma. You know, you may know it as Myanmar, but it'll always be Burma to me, as Jay Peterman said, and for all you Seinfeld fans out there. Um, but a little closer to home, in the last couple of days, he's been, um, he's been whoring himself on television, hasn't
3: he?
0: <laughs> I have to say, Joel, Right, the one thing I watched it there. Joel Neill was on the one show today because he decided to invite the BBC and take some some of your your I to sound like Stephen Nolan some of your license fee into his own pocket as he <laughs> uh, as the uh, as the Harland and Wolff left cranes were uh, were put onto the show. You, not only will you get on the one show, Joel, you'll also get on the one show in Northern Ireland, which seems to be a show of itself. <laughs> Who knew this? Yeah. You know? <laughs> but I have to say, it was really nice of you to talk about that day that um, that day that Simon and Davy came and drank on your balcony. To have those kind of symbols of
4: the city just sitting right outside the window—it's
0: beautiful. So, uh, well, well, wonder, a wonderful, a wonderful moon. mate.
4: Yeah, what, Andrew? Yeah, local Korean enthusiast for Jindi. How are we doing? <laughs> How's Burma? Yeah, it was, it was pretty wild, to be honest. Uh, holiday's a strong term for it. We were definitely traveling, but I survived that. So let's see if I can survive another season in the Elite League.
0: <laughs> and last, but of course not least, a man who, well, he's been on his travels. He's probably been to Derry, Ocarim, and a Skilling and the Boyne. Um, but no doubt, he's had a great summer. What I will say is, it was his birthday yesterday. So Mr. Yeah. McJimsey. Happy birthday to you! Yeah. Happy birthday! Happy birthday!
3: How you
5: doing, man? Thanks very much. Um, I'll say that's, that's a level more successful than the last time we tried to um, do a happy birthday on the show.
0: We'll, uh, we'll do a, it at the end. We'll that's that, that's the end. why I decided uh, to go straight uh, for it. I appreciate
5: <laughs> that. Um, I, I see the Belfast Giants roster in front of me here. I see their average age getting lower. As I tweeted last night, one of the players was. Born after the first
0: spade went into the ground for the arena, so I'm feeling rather old and tender at the minute. Oh. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that, mate. The, the, the roster is uh, is complete, as you say, and there's uh, well, at least one very young name on that that we yeah. spoke to. But before we get into the roster, just a quick mention: you if you didn't see it, we are delighted to be associated now with the fabulous Cool FM, Northern Ireland's number one for music. You'll be able to download your favourite. Uh, your favorite podcast let's be fair it's your favorite podcast you'll be able to get that not only in the usual spots like apple podcast google the uh spotify pocket cast all that but you'll now be able to download it every single week through the cool fm app so get yourself onto your iphone or your or your um i don't know what is it for android just google android store the other one i have no idea was it I have no idea. The no, other no, one, I, the one, the one that's not iPhone. Uh, the other one, and download the, the Cool FM app where you can listen to Curtis McCosh in the afternoon or Pete Snodden in the morning. You can now also listen to us on a view from the bridge. Big <laughs> thanks to uh, Big thanks to Dave McCammond and to Cool FM for providing us with that. And who knows, who knows, <laughs> will they'll come to regret it? Um, anyway. <laughs> gentlemen, as I've said a few times, the Belfast Giants roster is complete. Let's run you through a few of the names, or let's run you through all the names that were out uh, since we last spoke here on the podcast. Um, in defence, Jesse Forberg has joined. Uh, he is from Saskatchewan. Uh, you've also got Patrick Mullen, Matt Pellick, and uh, Kevin Ryan back in the Belfast Giants lineup. With regards to the forwards, Jean Dupuy, Bobby Farnham, which uh, Davey had a great chat with in, in, the, uh, in, the, uh, in the interviews, uh, Curtis Hamilton, Ben Lake, which we spoke about, Liam Morgan, Liam Reddicks, and Brian Ward. They're all new names since we last spoke. Um, we asked on Facebook and on Twitter for your comments on the roster. So, just a few of the comments that we got back are, of course. Not on my computer because I've been messing about. Uh, John Fagan, fantastic roster with lots of potential. Only slight doubt is Farnham's reputation. Will it hinder us with the refs in our league and CHL? He's bags of skill, so hopefully another Riley. Um, we Gaza our our squad is insane, almost like they were signing signed by a lunatic. And we'll come back to <laughs> that. Nice. Um, Interesting one, Chris Lovell, arguably the most expensive side in our history and on paper one of the best also. Let's hope it performs. Samuel Dalton, that's going to be one heck of a season and uh, from the first game they'll give their all and compete every game. It seems, Mr. Majemsi, that people are very pleased with the roster that's been put in front of them. Are you? Um, you know, the proof
5: the proof of the pudding in the Eaton We'll have to wait till we see them. You know on the ice on paper it's a it's a lovely little roster it's uh it's got a little bit of everything it's got you know it's got size it's it's gonna be tough I think we've talked through a few of the interviews and a few of the guys know the roles they are coming into play and you know it's gonna be a really really tough team which is you're you're hoping it's gonna be the type the type of hockey that i especially like playing you know that like playing like watching um you know, doesn't doesn't worry me that we've got that little edge. It was always going to be a really, really difficult roster to, you know, replace. The amount of people that moved on, the guys that retired, guys that, that just, you know, that just that never came back as well. So it was always going to be difficult with the successes of last season going so close in all the competitions, winning the league, winning the cup. You know, it was always going to be difficult to um to try and replicate that. But I think on paper. Um, it's, a, it's a very successful looking roster.
0: Simon, I was interested, we're going to hear from uh, your interview with Adam Keefe that you did today, I was interested when I listened to it and was editing earlier, that um, I thought, as Davey said, you know, a high turnover of players, but it seems it's the same as last year.
2: Yeah, I, you know, it's
0: it, it, that's
2: just the price of success, you know, everybody else wants to get a hold of your best players, and, and yeah, we've got some guys who, who played last year, and, and they're going on to higher leagues, others have, have moved to lower teams in the league, and um, you know, it's just one of those things that you've just got to put up with. And, and I think Thorts and, and uh, Adam have worked seriously hard over the summer. I mean, w- when you look at what Adam, uh, especially, you know, he was away with Team GB, he didn't get back until the end of May. Um, I think he had two days off and then he was away to Canada. Uh, so, you know, he's been up to his, his, his oxters and um, he's still working away. And, and look, a lot of things that you don't see behind the scenes, Adam was, was moving stuff around, getting stuff in the apartments, Um, when I left him at 20 past eight tonight. um, I'm pretty sure he was at the ice ball at eight o'clock this morning. So, you know, it's not all, you know, glamour and and not all just arriving at the ice and and training for an hour. And uh, that's your your job done for the day until the game time. But, uh, you know, kudos to Adam and Steve for for the roster that I've put together. I've been lucky enough to watch a couple of practices this week. We're still missing um, six guys uh who will arrive between now and Sunday um and uh, I'm I'm really excited for the, the start of this season and you know I've I've really enjoyed the summer uh I haven't really missed the hockey at all being honest but as just getting the, the those two practices this week and chatting with uh, a couple of boys today at, at the gate at the practice itself um it's definitely something for every single Giants fan to look forward to.
0: You know what? I'm with you on that. As like, there's been so much going on this summer for me personally. But, but, but outside of that, I think the, the the hockey's been in the background. I've not really missed it that much. But over the last couple of days, actually, and as we were preparing for this podcast, getting back in the swing of things, and the level of shithousery that's going on on Twitter, <laughs> uh, it, it started to drag me all the way back into uh, into it uh, before we get into specifics of players Joel as a whole you know you're you pleased with the way that the the Giants have responded to losing so many players
4: yeah you know I was thinking about this earlier today I was having a flick kind of through the roster and familiarizing myself with it. and you guys see after the playoffs last year the curtain came down on that phenomenal 18-19 season there there was a real kind of twinge of sadness you knew that you weren't going to see that group together again you had a fair idea that once again as Simon has said you'd only be retaining a core and we what eight back from from last season's squad um, it and was, it was so hard to imagine the task of heading into this summer especially with the world championships and attempting to replace I would say the greatest as others would say one of the greatest giant sides ever assembled but my god here we are like you have you have pure quality you have depth of experience you've got young youthful energy and just potential all up and down that lineup uh i i did not think i'd be sitting in august more excited about seeing a team than last year's but my goodness i'm just ready to go i i think that we're in for another real treat it's gonna be another roller coaster but i'm ready
0: Looking at Facebook, Lucy Hamilton says, looking strong, amazing signings, and a great mix of youth and experienced players. Reddick's was a fantastic sign. Ex- excited to see how Farnham plays too. Uh, Thomas Brownley on paper, better than last year's. Very, very special team, but stats are only one part of it. How they come together on the ice is an important thing, but I can't wait to see them in action. And uh, Morris Rafferty, interesting to see the majority of new signings coming directly from European leagues. Perhaps a sign that we're not just planning to make up the numbers. Davey, anybody in specific? I know you chatted with a number of these guys, including a great chat with uh, Bobby Farnham. Incidentally, you can get all of these interviews on our SoundCloud or on kingdomofthegiants.com but is there any uh, who stands out or which players stand out are you looking forward to seeing?
5: Well, first of all, on the Bobby Farnham thing, you know, we're really really fortunate, first of all, on, on the podcast to get to do what we do, to talk to these guys before they come into Belfast and get a little of Get to give them a little feel. <laughs> sounds terrible. A little feel of us. Um, <laughs> it Get it gets, it gets, it gets the you know, introduce introduce introduce, oh, oh, demos, I mean. introduce you know our humour to, uh, to them all that kind of thing. And it's been really really nice. And Bobby Farnham greeted me like a long lost mate. You know, it was it was a really really good chat. I really enjoyed it. But one guy from last year from the um from the Continental Cup, of course not a direct replacement for Chris Higgins, but a kind of younger, faster model, if you like, of the you know the skill and the, the skating ability in Patrick Ronka. You know, says he's been up the ice bowl this week and says he's quicker and Peter out of the new lodge. And, you know, I'm really, really looking <laughs> forward. This, this Unbelievable, team. this guy. This, this team is going to be tough, but it's going to be quick. And we've talked <laughs> over a number of seasons you know, the old Steve Thornton, I know that other people have said it, but I think Steve Thornton said three, four years ago, speed kills. And gradually, the, the hockey from the NHL comes down. Everything comes down. And as that league has got quicker, the league blow gets quicker, and so on and so on. And eventually we catch up. And, you know, the, the, the outworkings of that is this looks a fast
0: side. Says was uh, Davies mentioned the edge. Matt Pellick obviously can stand up for himself. That's been shown. Bobby Farnham has a history of it. Arguably, he's come in as an enforcer. But we've seen that you know we've seen players like that come in with reputations, such as the aforementioned uh, Blair Riley. You know, come in and show the other side of their game. But what do you think? This is this side balanced, or are there any? What specific players do you think are going to shine?
2: Davies touched on one. Uh, you know, I, I, I watched him this week. Um, this kid's just, I mean, I know we we watched him uh, at the Continental Cup. We were looking up to see uh, him playing twice against the Giants and then obviously he played against the other teams when he was here as well. But to be honest, I don't, I thought he was a really good player then. I haven't seen him close quarters. This kid is unbelievable. He's light and quick. He's got a really good shot. Ronca. Um, you know, he, he, he the skill aspect of, of of the European hockey, as we've talked about for for many years, is is probably something that um is overlooked. Uh, but this this kid, he's only twenty three years of age. Um, I think I'm really looking forward to seeing him. But uh, there's a couple of other guys that stand out in the roster, and uh, it's not so much newcomers to the league, but. Ben Lake had a brilliant year last year for for Coventry. Um, obviously, scored our winning goal for the league title. Thanks very much, Ben. Um, <laughs> but you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing him. I watched him the last couple of days as well. Um, he's he's deceptively quick. Um, you know, he, he certainly you know he sticks up for his teammates. I think he's an all round uh, player as well. And um, but I, I think you, you touched on the word Paddy there a few minutes ago balanced and I think it is. It's got balance right the whole way through. Um, you know, we're still missing a few guys coming in uh for the first week of training camp. Um next week it'll be a step up from what it is right now. Uh, actually to be honest I think it might be two or three steps up. Um and uh you know the, we're gonna have to talk about the development side of things um but it's it's nowhere near the pace where it needs to be uh right now I talked to Adam earlier uh, and he was talking about the, the you know, it, it's more just getting the legs going more, not so much fun, but uh, guys getting to know each other. Um, but next week, it's a, it's going to be time to, to uh, dust everything off and get ready to go because, you know, it's, these pre-season games are important to get your fitness levels up um, and to get gelling together for the big game, which is just over three weeks away.
0: Open question to you guys, whoever wants it, but it's an interesting point there by Morris Rafferty about the, the uh, recruitment from Europe. Just looking at the, at, you know, Pellick has come from European teams. You've got um, Curtis Hamilton, Patrick Mullen, Liam Reddicks, and uh, until Brexit, Kieran Long and Ben Lake have all come from European teams as a Shane Owen. But, you know, uh, is that key? You know, why why are we now delving into like the Ebel and and SHL, or is it just a case the right players are available and then they come?
4: My two word answer is Steve Thornton. I think that's his influence.
0: Yeah, yeah we've been. It,
5: it, it's not. It's not something that we've just done this. It's it's easy. Five or six years now of, yeah. and that's that's probably a Thornton influence. Yeah, of five or six years of digging into Ebel around that, you know, right back to, you know, name a few players there that, are, you know, come off the tongue, and You're dusting white, white cottons and um, compounds and all those guys that have been around Europe before they got to here. Um, I came in, you know, Jeff Swayze and all those guys. Just, we, we've been really fortunate that we've picked up some absolute beauties out of out of the European game. They, they come, you know, they, they come over to, to Europe, some of the better leagues, and then as they're Progressing towards the end of their careers or whatever, they come here, they get their masters. They're used to the two hundred foot ice. They're the the one somewhere where we speak English, and this is just a perfect stop off point
0: for them. That's interesting because yeah, you're absolutely right on that with regards to the English side, and that's something we will hear when uh, says taught them Mad Pellic. Um, Joe, sorry, I'll come back to you. You know any any specific players are standing out in this roster for you? I
4: am on the Patrick Ronka hype train as well, uh, but I'll <laughs> I'll not repeat what the boys have said. Uh, <laughs> i <laughs> Uh, Liam Reddick's surname is one letter away from Red Sox, so I'm pretty high on that guy as well. Uh, but if, if, you, if, you don't, if you don't mind that, I got that from Alan Price. I can't even I can't even take credit. I was going to steal it, but I just can't do it. If you don't mind me cheating a little bit, I think uh, something that I'm going to love this year is our defense in general. Uh, you know, you brought Shane Owen in to replace Tyler Beskowani. There is a bit of a, an analogy and a commonality there in terms of Beskow coming from Edinburgh where you didn't see his full potential until he had that rock-solid in front of him and then you look at the guys that we've complimented uh lenny rayner and swinney with patrick mullen is 394 games in the ahl matt pellick he was a fringe nhler in the a he went through the the evil via the dell jesse forsberg is a mervyn dutton winner like and has that kind of youth you know you've lost jim vandermeer you, you've broken up a really solid decor from last year but i honestly think we're going to be a fortress this year at the back
0: um Interesting point with regards to you know Forsberg and all coming in. And one name, David, I'm going to throw at you is Liam Morgan. Now, I, I, I don't want to talk about risks, but Liam Morgan's coming in as a young lad, two years in NCAA, has decided to turn pro. Are the Giants taking a chance? Um, I think absolutely. Um,
5: more than a chance, I think it, it's, a, it's a risk, it's, it's a high risk strategy. Um, we know what we've got out of the NCAA, out of, you know, U Sports and stuff over the last couple of years. You know, they'll have done their due diligence on him. They'll have watched plenty of video. They'll have taken plenty of references. And obviously, he feels the time to, to step up the pro now is, is there as well. His numbers aren't bad. They're not earth-shattering. You know, he's going to come in and, and play a role, I would assume, on, on one of the lines on the wing. And, you know, it just... It, it, Hopefully for him, it, it's one of those. It's a, a real catalyst for the first year in a in the professional ranks, and he can kick on. But yeah, it's it's of, of course it's 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 a risk.
0: I'm I'm sticking with that sort of theme, says, uh, and I'm going to switch to to Bobby Farnham uh, and a few people highlighting that Farnham's had you know suspensions in the AHL, suspension in the NHL, and has a bit of a hot head. Is that a risk? No. Bring it on.
3: <laughs> yes.
2: It is, yes. Why wouldn't you? I mean, let me tell you something. We had a guy that came in about eight or nine years ago. Um, you know, every every single player that comes in here is, is you know, is a risk because you just don't know how it's going to go. Um, but let's be honest. You know, it it starts when players come in, they get treated the way they get treated in Belfast, which is... I, I, it's a hundred percent best in the league, without a shadow of a doubt. We have the we are treat our players the best in the league, and you're bringing guys in. I mean, I spoke to Matt Pellick today uh, before I interviewed him and, and see how things going. He's, he does I absolutely love this place already. Uh, my my, uh, he's brought his wife with him. Um, you know, so they're obviously making this their home, um, and for well whatever length of time that he's here for, and um, it, it's it's all about the together, it's it's. There's no iron team, guys. It's not one individual. You know, you talk about the the young lad Liam Morgan. There, um, you know, this kid wants to make that step up yeah. well, the heartache Darcy to Murphy right. is exactly the same. Yeah. I don't know if he's no, but Darcy Murphy is on trial at the minute. I know he's signed for his DEL two team, but probably he's Genes- probably
5: Genes- Genes- probably Genes- <laughs> <laughs> Probably
2: did Patrick Smith is uh, probably going to be a little bit overexcited here because that iceberg. You
0: know, is he on the, um, the iceberg train with uh, Sebastian yeah. Sylvester? And from my understanding, he's doing a lot better than Sebastian Sylvester. Oh. So um, he's standing oh, out from what we've been
2: told today. And, uh, you know, you just never know what's going to happen. But was Darcy Murphy a risk tell you two years ago? Mm-hmm. If, if Darcy Murphy was a risk two years ago, and Steve Thornton thinks that the risk is the take on this youngster, and Liam Morgan, and do you know what? I'm right behind him. Look how Darcy Murphy turned out. I think there's always
4: a, a flip side of the coin to any risk that we've, we've, well, any perceived risk that we've brought in. Liam Morgan won the Friendship 4 in Belfast with Union. Yep. Uh, you look at, uh, I'm, I'm going to get his surname wrong, but Jean Dupuis? Dupuis. 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 Uh, guy missed last season, didn't play last season, but look back at his career history. He played in salt saint Marie with Sheldon Keefe, and then he won the Calder Cup. Under Sheldon with the Marleys. So if he's, uh, there's no way that Sheldon would set Adam a, a, a dud, put it that way. I think there's always a flip side of the coin, it, and, and any risk that we can perceive from the outside has probably been measured to bits from the
2: inside. Adam, sorry, sorry for jumping in there, Patty. Um, Sheldon spoke very, very highly to Pui. Very
0: highly. Yeah, I think that, so, that that's one of the things where I thought when they saw Dupree. Obviously, there, he didn't play last season, but then any player who's played under the Sheldon uh, at the at the Marlies or whatever, I, if you know, it's not as if he's not going to call his brother up and say, "Is this kid good?" You know, that's it's a direct <laughs> reference. So you know, you you've got a bit of you've got a bit of um a bit of belief in that. Um, what I will say before we move on is also. Now the roster is complete, uh, David, you tweeted out a few names the other day, but it also means that is a number complete? of players is it? Well, we're led to believe the Belfast Giants tweeted the other no, day that it was the Belfast final. Telegraph. Piece. It was a Belfast Telegraph wouldn't that? <laughs> Belfast Telegraph saying that there's more. Uh, Belfast Telegraph, so you, you stuck it in
2: our uh, WhatsApp group that, the, that uh, they were still looking for one. This is before the announcement, mm. Reddix and another Brit.
0: Well, Should sure they know everything. Well, according to, well, according to uh, the Belfast Giants Twitter account, that Liam Reddicks was the final piece on Reddicks. By the way, that's one player I'm really looking forward to see. That's a guy with CHL experience, SHL experience, NHL experience, and has been a title winning captain in the SHL. He he has the potential to come in here and rip the place apart, and that is one exciting player. But sorry. Back to the point I was going to make, Davey, is the sad part of all of this is a number of names we're not going to see in the Belfast Giants shirt this season.
5: Yeah, and look, we, we, you know, news drips out over the summer about different ones retiring. You know, Patrick Dwyer says he's already talked about Vandy there and the last few days, Kendall's put out his news about, you know, he's moving on to John Deere and you know, we, we talked about players that are just the, the ones that moved on. The Beskos and Jelly didn't work out for him with the injuries. And, you know, Roachie came in, did brilliant. Got, <laughs> basically, he got, got himself a job in a better league by playing so well. Don't forget, David. David, don't forget.
3: Where were you? Bucks behind you. See ya. See ya.
5: And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking down the roster from last year. Oh, even even guys that came in, it didn't work out for you. know Frankie and Bish and all those guys, they all played a part in what was mm-hmm. an incredible season. And, yeah, you know, I always have, uh, I was going to say, a soft spot, maybe a hard spot for... Uh, <laughs> you but
0: uh... Remember, kids, <laughs> the Cool <laughs> FM app you can get us every it single was... week.
4: Great while it lasted, wasn't
0: it? <laughs> uh, you know, i to
5: say i will be off Kule FM <laughs> before the summer holidays are over. Um, <laughs> it's uh, you know, I'm going, I'm going to miss Higgy. We, we, we talked a wee bit earlier about you know Patrick Ronka coming in on in a summer time, maybe you know ten years younger than him, and you know you hope you get some of the performance that you got. Higgy came in and. You know, he was a difference maker. He got you on the edge of your seat. He could he could do things. He could see plays that other players just couldn't see. And when he was linked up with the, the right players, they were just filling the back of the net time and time again because he was just the catalyst for them to, to go on and do great things. And you, you run on down, you know, Dustin Johnner he will forget that, you know, that moment in the mm. in the Continental Cup finals, the, the goal he scored in open play and the and then the penalty shot as well. Murph, you just talked about Blur Riley. Who Ian Hollerford's there. Who Colin Shields, retired. You know, we, we uh, you know, Matt Toe. Don't know what's happening with Toe. He scratched 70 or what, 81 times last season. He must be, you know, Jazz hurting, record. hurting from that as well. So, you know, it's, uh, last season was last season. we were successful. We thank all those boys for coming to Belfast and, uh, Making a little chapter in their hockey stories, and uh, I'm sure they'll have real good memories. And can't remember who I was talking to. Was it Rayner during the off season? We're talking yeah. about winning the championships in the bar, you know. And uh, that's a story for those guys to take on to their their next port of call or in their retirement and tell their kids about.
3: Sorry, you got so,
4: go out John Boxall to that list. We missed the one and only. Gen oh, Jesus sorry, I, I,
5: absolutely. Um, um, Joel. Sorry, I, I did put a tweet out the other day thanking Boxy for his time in Belfast. What what a guy and and you know, I would doubt the doors closed on boxy forever. You know, he's only 30. He'll be, you know, he'll be wanting to play hockey still. And, you know, who knows where he'll end up, but, uh, Always very good to us in the podcast. Articulate guy, shocking, shocking fashion sense. But um, <laughs> like, says say me who's who porn like in flip flops and shorts tonight. You know, so uh, you know, I, I can't criticise too much. But you know, another 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 great guy who's who's wore the wore the tail and the and the Finn McCool great pride in his days. He's, yeah, it's scooping up dogs. <laughs> I, it's one of my favorite pastimes. You're, you're a delegator, mate. <laughs> look, look at the poo. Look at Look at me. It was, it was like proper fashion. Shoot, like.
4: Look at look at the cranes. Look sad. I'm I'm pretty yeah. good as well.
0: Yeah. Since you know you, you probably know these guys, or especially last team last year's team. You probably know amongst the four of us. You probably know them better than, than any of us as a, as a team. You know when you look back at that team from last year and the guys you aren't going to be around who. Are you missing? Who, do you, who would you have liked to have seen in this roster? Patrick Dwyer. Yep. Yeah. Now you're with the Charlotte Checkers and assistant coach.
2: Again, stepping up a ladder from Belfast. Thanks very much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talk about all the guys from last year, and, and that's going to be a season that we're never going to forget. Um, you know, hopefully we can replicate uh, or, or even improve on from last season. Um, you know, Furley, you know, Furley over the last two years has been – We all have our favourites over the last 19 years, moving into 20. Um, And Jonathan Fernand for me, is right up there. Uh, You know, you talk about, you know, the quality of the player on the ice, and and we always talk about, or or Steve and and Adam always talk about, the quality of the the person off the ice. I don't think we'll find anybody better than Jonathan Fernand. He was the absolute top, top man. Um, You know, he's just, He's just such a nice guy off the ice, and, and what he did on the ice, I mean, Davey, Davey will have all the, the stats down the line from, from many hits he threw and putting his body through, uh, all that, uh, that, that, that adjustment and that pain over the last 17 years of being a professional hockey player. Um, you know, Ferdy's definitely going to be one of the guys I'll miss uh, this season, and, and I'm pretty sure he's picked up a coaching job in uh, in Montreal or in Quebec. So uh, you know, I wish him the best of luck. And, and I, you know, there's there's so many guys from last year that that uh, that will be missed. But we've talked about it before; it's history. Uh, you know, that team will never play together again. Never. Um, you know, it's we're never going to be able to get all that team back together. It'd be great to try and get you know uh, like a and maybe in ten years time get everybody back. But you'll, you're never going to be able to get them all back together on the ice together at the same time. So. It's uh, they put us through some high emotions last year. Obviously, the continental cup in Belfast, um, losing out those penalty shots is, is one thing that you're going to stick long in their memory as well. But it's a new season, um, and the guys that we have in this roster, uh, as David just touched on, it's exciting me as well.
0: Joel, who, which one of the players that have now moved on, you look back on and go, actually, I would have liked to have seen him back in this roster.
4: Yeah, uh, for me, it's Darcy Murphy. Uh, Durf just, he got it in the background. He got along with everyone. He was such a positive force off the ice for the club. And on the ice, he could just make magic happen on any given night. If you're on a breakaway and that puck falls at the toe of, of Darcy Murphy, you know that you're in with a shout. Uh, and, and just, he, he was just electric to watch. He celebrated so hard any time he scored, any big goal he scored. You could see how much he was having fun. Just young and full of energy and full of life. I mean, Tyler Bescarani was as good as building a brick wall in front of the net. Um, it goes without saying, we're now moving on to a, an era of the Belfast Giants without Colin Shields. <clears throat> we, we've lost John Boxall. Yeah. But if I had to pick one, it's, it's Darcy Murphy. Um, I would have him back in a heartbeat. And uh, I hope that he goes on and he absolutely crushes it in Europe because he's good enough. But I also hope he knows the door's always open for a return.
0: 50 goals in the Elite League. I think he's definitely good enough to go into Europe at a higher league than what, he, what the L2LG respect to those who have come and gone that way. Um I was going to say something. Oh, no, what I was going to say was that the Belfast Giants stats team's Twitter account has been brilliant these last couple of days about some of the goals from last season, tweeting out some of that. Uh, actually, one question before we move on, I'm going to get here some interviews in a second, is something that um, I think maybe you said says. I'm just going to ask a quick round of round the table. Everybody knows who their, who their favourite Belfast Giants is. You've all got your specific all time. Favorite Belfast Giant. It's probably I'm going to guess for it's going to be Jason Ruff or Theo Fleury Who's your second favorite, Davey? <laughs> who's
5: my fi- second favorite second,
0: Belfast yeah, Giant? I, I, I assume. Did you say your your favorite all time would probably be Jason Ruff? I'm asking who's your second favorite.
5: Uh, oh my my favorite Belfast Giant of all times, Mark Martin. Morrison. Martin. yeah, yeah. Okay. no doubt about it. Valley Bean Boy, then Boy, done good. You know, if, if, we'll if, come back
0: to him later it. in the show. I think.
5: Uh, but Jason Jason Ruff uh, as as a night and night just the 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 best guy that's ever put the shirt on in, in terms of of ability and and a guy that could have and should have played much much more at the very highest level. You know, if you come in the in the Belfast and and do the carry the team in those early years of the IHL, but like you look at the numbers too of Colin Shields put up in, in yeah. however many years at the club. It, it, it's such for we've had over two hundred players at the club. It's a very, very difficult question to say. You know, here's my first mo, and mo. second mo. No, nah, no, let's not. It's just mo. It's mo.
0: <laughs> the uh <laughs> it is. And just on that, it is odd to see this Belfast Giants roster without Colin Shields on it. it says, mm. who's your second favorite? Second favorite. Yeah. That's
4: a tough question. To, especially at twenty to
2: twelve. <laughs> yeah. Terence Sandwith.
3: Oh, what? what?
5: <laughs>
2: Being <it> sarcastic. <laughs> he was crap. You, I can't I can't the, uh, do you know what I, I do? I've got it now.
5: Are you kidding Jason me, Boy. Simon?
2: Jason Bowen. Oh, good shout. Love watching Bosie play. Got to know him over the last number of years as well. A bit better. He's joined us for comms and Jazz TV as well. Um, I just loved the way he played the game. You know, he didn't take any prisoners. You wouldn't get in his way because he'd take you out by the roots. Um, he was just as tough as nails. Um, could you know he, he could play as well and uh, yeah, Jason Ruff is, i sorry, Jason Ruff and and uh, Jason Bowen definitely upper hundred percent.
0: Just don't let him buy chicken wings and <laughs> I was
5: just going much, say, pa- The uh, the year that he hung with us at the um. At the playoffs was probably some of the funniest things, like you and him fighting over an Irish passport <laughs> while, the, while the boxing was on. And yeah. the, the next day, us coming in and all having one drink and then I'm trying to split like a £70 bar bill when he's, <laughs> at, like, he's at like 1,600 chicken wings, went, just split the bill, <laughs> lads. We're, what? what? I've had a pint mate. And, <laughs> and he looked at Will him, he come and on? what? We all put 20 in. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I'm not, I'm not, sure. not taking them on. 1am Jason board says, Get your wallets out. Like, <laughs>
0: yes, 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 yes.
2: I, the big thing, like, I mean, the, the first time he came on to join on Jazz TV, um, I said, that He came in, he was running a wee bit late, and he came in, like, You all right? He says, uh, yeah, I've never done this before, I'm a wee bit nervous. I said, Nothing to be nervous about, you. we just take the mic. Um, I says, You know, if you get the run wrong, don't worry about it, I do it every week, it's absolutely fine. I said, Do you need a drink or something? Yeah, yeah, get us a drink. I said, What do you want? Give me a triple Jack Daniels or something. <laughs> My guy. Yes. My guy. <laughs> yes. Triple Jack Daniels and Cook. is married okay. No problem at all. Ordered him. <laughs> got it up there. Right? He necked it and won. I mean, he was off and running. Hockey guy.
0: I remember, That's a hockey guy. I, I'm, I'm going to come with my own Jason Bowen story here in a minute, which was before I come to you, Joel. But the, uh, my own Jason Bowen story is I think we just won the playoffs. Uh, I think it was the uh, 2010 playoffs. And uh, I think you were with me, Davey, but we were walking down the, doing interviews and whatever, and they were stood outside the Giants' locker room, and the guys were going nuts in the locker room, having showers. go, whole place was buzzing. And Jason Bowen walks out of the dressing room. Door closes behind him. You know, he's a big guy. He was a big, intimidating presence. So huh, Bozy? he goes, "Yeah, yeah." Leans against the wall, strokes his chin, and just goes, "Whole oh, load of bear c**ks in that room." No, I'm alright. a good guy, Joel. Who's your second favorite, Jan?
4: Uh, sorry to go down the obvious route here, boys, but don't say uh, Brock My, my Bride." <laughs> Liam Red Sox. <laughs> no, uh, my my sort of full uh, time love affair with the Belfast Giants began in 2010. So I'm a I'm a new era guy. So it's one Adam Keefe, two Daryl Lloyd for me. Lloydy, no, Lloydy, uh, just. I don't know, just something about him. I still miss him to this day. You know, you, you move on and, and you, you, you sort of adopt new teams and you have new favorites, but uh, I always still get that little twinge of sadness in my heart. When I think of Darrell Lloyd, I, I miss the guy. Uh, we were in a, we were in a Nottingham restaurant in uh, 2014 after having won the elite league away uh, on, on that doubleheader against the Panthers. Uh, Taft went up to the arena and, and, and stole the trophy effectively and brought it back to the bar. Uh, Lloyd, he was stuck. Stat- didn't steal but,
0: nothing, belonged to us, man.
4: He, yeah, well, that's it. He, he liberated the trophy from the arena brought it down to the bar um and I'll, I'll always remember as uh, sitting in in a nottingham restaurant and lloydie was walking around with the trophy uh, full of beer he walked over to me i didn't really know him too well at the time but he just shoved it into my arms and i sort of looked at him like what and he just goes take it it's yours and i was like oh my god i'm going to love you until i die <laughs> it's just little moments like that that stick with you so i'm sorry but it's it's a bash brothers one too from
0: um Go throw my hat in the ring if may, and uh Patrick Bateman.
3: Ah. Oh,
0: brand that's, shade. that's where I'm going for it. But it's uh, Steve Thornton was always my number one but as a player, and uh Patrick Bateman most certainly my number two. And uh what a player! What a presence on the ice! What a drive! You know, great goal scorer, great. And that game against Sheffield, I tweeted about it not that long ago. But that 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 game against Sheffield, uh, it was absolutely phenomenal. And you, know, guy beats up on the goalie. Guy beats up on the on the, Scott Baswick absolutely ruins him, and then we score three goals, just driven by him. He got kicked from the game, but it inspired the team. Scored three goals. We walked out of there as winners. Absolutely hammered Sheffield in the last three minutes of the game. You know, Bateman was phenomenal for us, and a player I'd love to have seen play a bit more for the Giants. But you know, that's the way of this game. The way of this game in this country is the fact that some of these, some of these guys move on, some of these guys retire, some of these guys. Some of these guys climb the ladder, some of them dropped down to the Cardiff Devils. So,
3: <laughs> nice.
0: right, uh, let's have a couple of interviews. Uh, as we mentioned a few times, Siz uh, got to catch up with some of catch up with training, see how some of these new guys are playing. First up, we're going to hear from Kevin Ryan, but then we'll hear from Adam Keith and Matt Pellick.
2: Kevin Rain, uh back in Belfast again um, after a very, very successful stint last season.
1: Yeah, excited to be back. Uh, it was a short summer for all of us, especially the GB guys who played uh, played long after the EIHL season last year, but uh, all excited to be back, getting into shape here, uh, in earlier than than usual, and uh, I think it's day three, and uh, we're, we're working hard, as you can see. Obviously, uh, no face guard on at the minute, you're still waiting for a bit
2: of equipment to come as well, because you're in that early?
1: Yeah, I guess uh, the visors are in the mail. Uh, a little scary. We all know how uh, how quick things can happen out there, and uh, you know, with sticks and pucks flying around and fast-paced game. Luckily, we're uh, we're all on the same team out here, and so we're uh, we're not uh, we're not going so hard on each other. But uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, nobody's
2: taken one in the eye yet. A lot of new teammates this year. Um, a lot of new uh, partnerships as well. After such a successful year last year, playing with Cammy McFall, you. Cancely could be playing with another Kendall McPhee teammate Yeah, Jesse Forrest, We're gonna
1: in an apartment together. He's uh, quite the character. We've uh, we've got to know each other pretty quick, and uh, he's awesome. And, and you know, just from uh, Kendall and Rochi that if they're saying he's a good guy, you know he will be for sure. And, and uh, you know, it's it's amazing how quick we've gelled already in the room, and and uh, the whole dressing room as well. So so yeah, it's uh, you know exciting times. We're working out the kinks right now, and uh, excited to get going uh, in preseason here next week. Obviously, you
2: played in the Continental Cup last year. You're going to make that step up to the CHL. You must be looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, of course. I think it's a it's an exciting time in uh, British ice hockey, given the the GB team is in Pool A and Champions League here. Uh, you know, us coming off our season the way we did, and so uh, really exciting season. A lot to build off of, uh, of course, new teammates, but uh, they all know what's expected, given how the last few seasons have gone. And uh, that's uh, that's essentially why they came here, right? That's why uh, that's why we play. We play to win and and uh, that's uh, it's appealing to be in a place like this, and, and on a team that uh, that uh, you know tends
6: to have success, like we have.
2: Adam Keith, um, back on the ice, uh, coming towards the end of the first week of training camp. How's things going?
6: Good, I think this week's uh, not too serious. We're more just. Trying to get guys back into the thick of things and get them moving and get uh, the rust out uh, I suppose in the first week so that uh, you know, we're still missing six players so when everybody arrives for next week uh, we can kind of get into more structural things and uh, get everybody on the same page but this week's really about getting to know each other and, and starting to feel good on the ice. Um, was uh, the, the fall there when you were doing the skating show, is that part of just uh, having a bit of fun out there? No, I chalked that up to Taff. Uh, he must have been messing with my skates. Uh, he certainly should be sharpening them, I think. Uh, coming into next week, as you say, you're hoping to get everybody in by
2: Monday. Um, and then gearing up for the first two friendly games next weekend.
6: Yeah, I think everybody's kinda you know, uh, thankful for this one week here of uh, just kind of letting guys get into it, uh, you know, not at their own pace, but uh, at a different pace than it'll be next week with, with everybody arriving and uh, a bit of teaching going on as well next week. So, uh, But I think everybody's uh, happy and, and just kind of excited to get uh, get going really and, and meet everybody, you know. It's, it's hard to, to really get into the thick of things until everybody really arrives and you have your full squad.
2: Obviously, a lot of new faces
6: this season. Um, a,
2: success, a successful campaign last year. Uh it's so it's going to take a bit of time to glue everybody together.
6: Yeah, it's never easy to have to replace uh, the amount of players that we have. Uh, you know, that being said, we, I think we replaced the exact same amount the year before. Um... So, uh, you know, I like the look of the group on paper. I like the look of the group here uh, in practice this week, um, you know, and uh, we're pretty confident that uh, we'll have some growing pains, but we got to work work through them here in August and, uh, you know, gel as quickly as possible and get ready for Champions Like That's what these next four friendly matches against uh, Moore and Herning are, are all about. I've seen a lot of the uh,
2: local uh, youngsters, well, not so much youngsters anymore, Adam Robinson sitting behind us here, but uh, a lot of the younger guys on the ice, and, and any of the guys impressed Preston at the minute?
6: Yeah, they're all doing quite well. I mean, it's, it's difficult to come in here. I'm sure they're nervous and uh, skate with uh, a bunch of veteran pros uh, that we have, but, uh, you know, it's, it's nice for them to get on the ice with us and, and show what they can do and also uh, fill the void of, of the uh, imports that are not over here yet, so... Um, it allows us to have a proper practice uh, all week, and um, it also allows me to see these guys uh, firsthand.
2: Uh, third day at training camp,
6: Don uh, Donald, and uh, we're joined by Matt
2: Pellick. Matt, uh, what's your first thoughts on uh, in Belfast and then being here for just over a week now?
7: Uh, so far so good. Um, getting settled in. Uh, the setup's great. You know, we're right close to the Odyssey. We're uh, walking in the downtown. It's a beautiful city. So. Uh, my wife and I have just been uh, trying to explore it as much as we can and kind of discover what we like here. So, um, And then as far as the training camp goes, it's been good. Um, guys are starting to get a feel for it and chill together a little bit. and uh, We're getting our feet under us a bit too here, so it's a uh, good introduction.
2: Still a few guys missing, um, the jigsaw will be put together early next week, uh, but oh, everything's getting geared up to, to meeting more next weekend against uh, in the Swedish team in Belfast.
7: Yeah, for sure, I think uh, the aim is to have everyone here for practice on Monday once we get into the big rink and uh, it'll be nice, it'll be nice to see on paper we look really good, It'll uh, it's exciting to see guys trickle in over the next couple of days and uh, have a look at what we look like on Monday, Tuesday going in uh, next weekend.
2: 14 new teammates, well, actually a whole group of new teammates, but 14 new Giants. Uh, How difficult is it to gel that team together?
7: Uh, You know, for sure. It's, um, you know, from uh, my first uh, impressions here, there's, uh, you know, this is a squad put together of a bunch of good people. So, um, and and so far we really get along and and guys are having a laugh together. So, uh, but that's what happens when you win the league, you know, the year before and, and pretty much everyone on the team has a good year because that's what it takes to you know to win that many trophies guys are going to move on you know there's uh, there's some leagues that are a little bit higher up in europe that um you know uh if you have a good year like that that's kind of what's going to happen guys are going to going to move up and you know you really got to try to put a team together year after year it's not like it's something you can build for for four or five years
2: could you back in an english-speaking country as well
7: uh yeah you know i was joking around uh i'm having a tough time with the accents and i'm getting thrown off a little bit uh you know four years in a german-speaking country just when my german was starting to get okay i switched it up on me and the wife so it's uh but it's great you know first impressions here are fantastic and uh i'm really excited to be here
0: Thanks to the boys. Only a couple of weeks until the start of pre-season. The fixtures came out. Um, The Giants will start at home. Well, obviously, this is outside of the Champions Hockey League and the pre-season. When it comes to the Elite League season, there are three trophies to defend. Um, They'll start their defence of the Challenge Cup at home to the clan on the 14th of September. And they'll start the defence of the Elite Championship against the Manchester Storm at Aldringham on the 15th of September. Littlest of the preseason games against More IK and the Herning Blue Foxes, in consecutive weekends before CHL kicks in, we'll come to that in a bit. Um, Joel, bit more of a balanced schedule. We don't have, we have a couple of long away stretches, but nowhere near what we've had the last couple of years.
4: Oh, 100%. Uh, I can't remember which month it is, but I think there's one month where there are only two home games. Uh, But but, but at that, much more spread out, much more sort of what I would consider a normal hockey schedule. We're not sitting dauntingly looking at this sort of month and a half on the road. Uh, It can only be a good thing. I mean, if we can win the league title with one of the worst schedules in hockey then we're probably in good shape for a decent one as well. Um, but yeah, whoever it was, probably Brooksy, maybe Glover went over and, and did the hard yards that a computer couldn't do, then uh, well done, boys, because I think we're in good shape this year.
0: I think Thorch was in it as well. The um, Davey, it's, a, it's an interesting point from, from Joel, that our schedule last season wasn't the best and we went on to win the league title. Does it have an effect or is it just a case of we still have to play all the games?
5: Well, you have to play the same amount, Tobin, in a way.
0: It obviously had a bit of
5: a galvanising effect. We we'll talked about it in the in the 80s season. I think the 80s season was the first time that we had that real long road stretch. And by the time we came back from it, the league was nearly over. And and this season, you know, or well, let's see, I still stay this season because this one hasn't started yet. You know, last season there, that long road stretch, we did so well on it. And we talked, you know, and we'll do it again this year. And, and Adam Keefe will, will lay out his, his plans is to be in touch come the 1st of January. You know, you, when, when you get into that stretch of games from from January to April, you have to be in touch. You can't win the league in October, November, December, but you can lose it. No, know that's corny as it is to say, you know, you can put yourself out of position. So you just about staying in position, staying in touch, trying to win as many games as you can, and, uh, and then be ready for the stretch and hopefully be healthy. And, uh, you know, it does look a bit more of a balanced schedule this year, which is great for us because... It's not, it's not, those big long road stretches aren't great for the fans either. You know, we had the, the Continental Cup and stuff to, to keep us entertained last year, but you know, basically two months in the road with no hockey in the SSE, you know, you get a wee taste of it in September and October and then it disappears again until basically January. And so it wasn't, it, it wasn't great for the fans and in, in that. And then you've, you know, you have to shoehorn a lot of games, and us uh, says his throat. You know, us says his uh, pharmacist, who was, you know, <laughs> providing with the throat was like how many games says did you do between Christmas and the, the end of the season? You know, rather uh, than I have think. them have, yeah, rather than have them spread out from from August onwards. You know, so a, a, a spread just helps everybody. It helps people that are going to watch games with cash flow because it's not a cheap night out. So you know. If you can spread it across the season rather than having to, you know, not have much hockey before Christmas and then an awful lot in the spring, so uh, hopefully it'll uh, and uh, not an easier schedule because as you've already said, you play everybody whatever it is this season three times home, three times away, but you know spread out a little bit easier is better for the boys, I think.
0: Interesting. I think you're absolutely right. The eighty season had its had its lean. I think one of the first I remember where we. Basically, front loaded a lot of our games was when Theo Fleury was playing the Giants because I think Mama Mia had a long stretch in the um, in the Odyssey Arena as it was then, and we front loaded a lot of our games, gained a good lead on the league on the league uh, table, and then the others had to catch up on that and give us a bit of advantage. So says having the right setup and having maybe not as many three and threes. I don't think we have any three and threes. This There's season none. where we had a few, but so it yeah. is it is about getting those the, the right schedule
2: yeah I think Thor's done a Burning job this year as well, um you know all those three and threes last year were tough, tough going, Besco especially you know he wanted to play every single game and and uh, there was times when Adam literally had to just literally drag him off the ice and say, "Look besco, you you 're not a robot here, you just need to take a game off and it was difficult for that as well because Murph was. Hurting, um And, you know, basically, as I say, stood up to the task and did a brilliant job last year. But, uh, you know, that, that does take the, the time. It does take the impact on the body. Um, You know, we talk about uh, guys, the goalie, sorry. It's also the guys as well. You know, um, you've got, like I said, Patrick Dwyer, who, you know, he, he, even he said, you know, yeah. i never played three and three since, apart from junior hockey, Um, you know, if you look back at the level that he played at, and he's never expected to play three and three. But the schedule, um, or the, the 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 time scale of the elite league, and, and trying to cram it all into that short space of time, and then you've got guys going beyond um, the the schedule that they had in uh, in the elite league and playing in the world championship levels as well. It's, it's been a tough, tough year uh, last season for a lot of guys. We're lucky. If you want to call it lucky that we didn't really have that many G B players going away, because it's it's not much of a break that they've got. So um yeah, it's it's it can be very, very uh tough on the on the, the But moving forward this season, as it stands, there's no three and threes, which is, is absolutely brilliant and and uh hopefully you know there's a break in February for G B going away for um, Olympic qualifiers um, and the Giants have potentially five, maybe six guys that'll be looking to be on that uh, that roster for the Olympic qualifiers as well as the World Championship next year as well.
0: Yeah, there's so quite a few Giants looking to get onto that roster and at least the aforementioned Liam Reddicks, who uh, I think's got a good chance. Um, yeah, but the the fixture list, you know, you go see it at BelfastGiants.com and uh, we'll be cracking into that on the 14th of September, but of course before that pre-season and the little matter of the Champions Hockey League. Before we have a look around the league, obviously through the summer we tried to keep you up to date on, be- on KingdomOfTheGiants.com with uh, the new signings to give you interviews and whatever and try to give you the, uh, if there about you. Uh, one we haven't done yet and one that's going to be online is one with Ben Lake. But uh, as you saw from uh, Joel Neil, who lives in a very nice place. um, Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I made listen. I wish you were. (laughs) Uh, It seems that uh, Ben Lake also lives in a very nice place, and he dropped by Joel for a chat.
4: Okay, uh, coming to you live from my living room this evening. Um, I've been joined by one of the new neighbours. Welcome to Belfast, and of course, the Belfast Giants, Ben Lake. How are you doing, bud?
8: Doing well, thanks for uh, having me.
4: I mean, it's it's that kind of point in the summer now, the boys are getting into town, I know you had your, your kind of first day today. Um, how long have you been in town for? How are you settling in?
8: Uh, great, yeah, so I, I got in on uh, Thursday at around 5 o'clock, so it's been good so far, um, everything has been super nice, been getting treated really well, apartments are great, um, got all our equipment and stuff the other day, so yeah, I'm excited to get Go on here. This is
4: a point in the season I think a lot of fans are, are really interested in because they obviously see the the game night experience but know very little about the kind of day and daily of players and, and how it all comes about. um What has that first day been like? Where you put your put through your paces today? Did you have team meetings? Paint us a picture of just what that kind of first week looks like.
8: Yeah. So today we kind of um, we just went over what's expected, um, kind of off the ice, out of all of us. Um, just, just everything, just the ins and outs of the club and everything that's that we need to do to, um, just like with cars and apartments yeah. and all that. Um, and then we headed over to uh, Ulster University there. And um, we just did some like fitness testing, screening. So nothing too difficult, mostly just for uh, injury purposes. So if, if we were to get an injury, then they would have a baseline for us sure. to know... Um, know where we need to be at when we're 100% healthy which we all are hopefully right of, of course <laughs> it goes without saying, yeah.
4: uh, but it signs down obviously as if uh Kiefer is sort of breaking you in gently but the work's going to ramp up with such a short kind of space of time
8: yeah so um so tomorrow we're going to be on the ice and um I'm not sure what that's going to be like but I think it's <laughs> I think that first day is going to be pretty tough I think we got some on-ice testing which uh I don't think any of the boys are looking forward to. But, <laughs> but it's, it's part of it, and it's yeah. good to get back on the ice and I ca- just kind of get our timing back. and So it's good that we have a couple of weeks here before our first uh, preseason game to, you know, get get gel with the boys and, um, yeah, like I said, get our timing back. So I'm excited to get back out there.
4: And obviously, as I say, you're, you're a neighbour now. Uh, who have they got you in with this year?
8: I'm with uh, Kieran Long, so it's, it's nice because I, I knew him from... Uh, from GB camp there. Oh, yes. So it's good to have a familiar face that you're living with. Um, so is he easy to live with? Uh, time will tell. It's only, <laughs> yeah, it's only been a couple of days, but I think we're, uh, it'll be fine. We, we both enjoy the same thing. So yeah. we're both football fans and, like to play PlayStation, so I think it'll be pretty uh, easy for us. Match made in heaven. So I mean <laughs> sure. we
4: we were talking just before we started here just about how short your summer's been with G B and obviously with, with such a, a quick preseason for the Giants. But before we get to that, um, did you get your official supporters club welcome
8: pack? I did, yeah, yeah. Um I was impressed by yeah, what these guys put Yeah, together. it was awesome. I don't have Twitter or anything, so I didn't send out a tweet, so but yeah we we really appreciate those and um I knew what everything was except for the – there was some interesting – I can't remember. They were like veggie sausage – uh vegetable roll vegetable roll yeah. which
4: in true irish fashion has very little vegetables in it it's mostly oh, okay. meat but yeah, yeah.
8: yeah. I, I was wondering what was on. i think uh i don't know i'll, I'll i guess i'll try we'll see <laughs> i'll give you some recipes when
4: we're done here yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. put something together yeah, if
8: i'm running low on groceries one day I'll give it a shot. <laughs> uh,
4: so the short summer that you had where did you spend it where have you been all summer
8: um so i spent about a month and a half in in calgary which is home for me um just, uh, it's where all my friends are and most of my family. Um, and then I, I spent the last, uh, two weeks out in Vancouver Island where my parents actually live now. Beautiful. So, um, I'm still doing my MBA from Coventry last year. So it was kind of nice to get away from all the distractions of my buddies back home and <laughs> be out on the island there, being on the beach and just doing my schoolwork out there. So, um, it was pretty quiet, but it was, it was nice. It's about
4: to get a whole lot crazier. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, listen, I, I can't go any further. Uh, I, w- I would be shouted at for for carrying on without mentioning the main thing that, that Giants fans are going to want to talk about. Uh, you have been in the mouth of Giants fans for long before yeah. you signed on the dotted line with Adam Keefe. And, and of course, I'm talking about the game winning goal uh, in the last fixture of the regular season against the Cardiff Devils this year, or last year, sorry, uh, an empty netter which effectively clinched the league title for the Belfast Giants. Uh, were you aware of the significance of the goal at that time what was going through your mind
8: um i think we were all aware of what that game meant um it wasn't it was more so us not wanting them to be lifting the trophy in our building so um we were happy to not have them do that but obviously as a for belfast fans they uh they kind of felt that we were wanting them to win but I mean in retrospect we didn't we didn't care who won we just didn't want it to be in our building And I was gonna—you've essentially asked or answered what I was gonna ask, but um,
4: it obviously is never like how you have it in your head, even with my teal tinted spectacles off. Uh, How important was it for you and the boys last season uh, to leave the Coventry Blaze home fans on a high? Obviously, no one wants to see silverware clinched on their home ice, uh, but not many would have backed the Coventry Blaze heading into that last weekend with the stakes what they were for both sides.
8: Totally, yeah. Um... Well, we we had a pretty good pretty good night the night before we beat Manchester to get in the playoffs. So we sure. were coming off a pretty big night ourselves, and going into the game, we it was a essentially a nothing game for us. Um, so, but as a competitor and as a professional athlete, um, you're never gonna go out there and lay an egg. So um, yeah, we were we, we thought we played a really good game, and to be honest, we matched up pretty well against Cardiff. Um, all season so definitely better than we did against Belfast so maybe (laughs) we Maybe we shot ourselves in the foot a bit there. But. I wasn't going to bring that up. But um,
4: I mean, let's take a look at your season last year. I think it's fair to say you had a breakout year in Coventry. Uh, second highest point scorer after our own Darcy Murphy, who, who's moved on. Uh, you finished in the uh, first All-Star team with 34 goals, 43 assists. And that's good for 77 points over just 60 games. What was it that came together for you last season in Coventry? Did you click with your line mates? Were you comfortable with the club? How did it all come together?
8: Yeah, uh, you know, I guess I get asked that quite a lot. Um, I'd say uh, just a mixture of everything, but mostly uh, just a comfortability. Um, mm-hmm. I think my first season in Coventry, I had a bit of a slow start, and then I think after Christmas, I I started playing really well. So going into last season, I was feeling pretty confident, and I knew what was expected of me, and I knew I was going to get an opportunity to play with some top guys. So, um, and yeah, I, I was playing with a couple of guys that we clicked really well and we, I think all three of us had a really good season. Myself, um, Crowder and Pauly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was, and I had never been a guy who was really leaned on to score night in, night out. And I think just having that mindset where I knew I could do it was, yeah, was a big part of it. So confidence was a big thing for, as well.
4: How does it feel now? Obviously, it's exciting in that early phase. You're coming into a new city, a new club, um, but you obviously have made some great memories in Coventry. How does it feel to be moving on from that?
8: Yeah, it's a little bittersweet. Um, I, had some, I made some really good friends there. Um, so it's in that aspect, it's it's tough to leave those guys who are returning. and um, But I just think, for me, this opportunity of coming here, living in a city like Belfast... Uh, playing the Champions League hopefully challenging for a league title is just I think it would be something I'd be kicking myself if I didn't take it up
4: we'll talk about the CHL in just one second but could you give me a quick outline on, on how that move to Belfast came about has Adam Keefe been talking to you for a while was there a link through GB
8: um, so Kiefer actually he contacted me the day after they knocked us out in the playoffs um, just sent me a quick email asking if it was some might be interested, in. and I think here, coming here would would be would have been the only place I'd consider leaving Coventry for. So, um, especially two nights before being in the city, and like just just seeing everything around, I think I think it's just such a cool city. And um, obviously, he had his team playing so well. So it was definitely. I just I even mean, shot him an email back saying something I'd be considering and and then towards when we met with GB um, we obviously had a few chats and uh, yeah I think it was more it was, it was after the world championships I really made a decision that this is where I wanted to be
4: yeah uh, and you mentioned it there does the opportunity to play in
8: CHL factor big
4: whenever you're looking at a decision like that
8: I think so yeah it's just anytime you get to play more hockey and play against higher level players yeah. um, and and go to countries I've never been to. I've never been to Sweden. I've never been to Germany or Czech Republic. So that's something I'm really interested in. I'm really excited about. Our
4: fans are saying the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's totally. that opportunity to go and see different hockey cultures. Yeah, and...
8: totally. That's just one of the main reasons I came over here is to see more of the world and yeah. increase my palate, so to say. But um, yeah. So yeah, it's, I'm really excited about heading over to those countries and seeing what it's like.
4: It would be remiss of me, I think, to to carry on with this interview without talking about the World Championships. Such a a historic summer for, for British ice hockey in general, and, and you were right in the middle of that. So uh, you're a dual national Canadian British citizen, um, and you were selected, obviously, by Pete Russell for for a pretty unforgettable adventure out right there in Slovakia early in the summer. Uh, can you talk to me a bit about that experience?
8: Yeah, um, I don't I don't know where to start. It was it was <laughs> it was an amazing experience. Um, just. Obviously playing against those type of players. Um I remember when we w- went over there and we played uh against Slovakia in the uh the little pre tournament game yeah. we had there and I was just remembering warm up and I'm just thinking, Oh my god, this is crazy <laughs> seeing guys like Thomas Tatar over on the other side and I'm just like, What's going on here? But um but yeah, it was it was obviously very challenging, um, playing against players like that. It basically Against teams like Canada, we played really well against the U.S., but like Finland, basically chasing the puck around for a majority of the game, and it's very—it was very taxing on the body. Seven games in ten days, and yeah. So for us to come back and end up beating that France team and staying up was—you just—you just can't even explain what it meant <laughs> to us, and especially all those guys who have been on the team for so long. Yes. thinking
4: of one call and changes as you say that
8: oh totally yeah Yeah. just being able to do it for those guys and doing it in the fashion we did coming back from 3-0 down so um
4: here's the thing though I mean I wasn't lucky enough to be out there I know some friends were but from the games I watched at home I watched that France game from my desk at work and and I had to cover my mouth to to stop from screaming you guys were not even if you felt it inside you were not intimidated on the ice I mean you were given as good as you got there were some big hits Davy Phillips was just out there crushing guys and that to me was a sort of statement of the confidence that you guys had You, you didn't go out to be whipping boys
3: no
8: absolutely not um like like everyone said we we weren't there to make up the numbers um we truly believed we could stay up and mm-hmm. compete with some of those teams and i think we showed that um obviously we had a few off nights um which is kind of to be expected but it's all of our first times being there yeah. so um but yeah at, after that france game that was uh we definitely partied like we won the game. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a few videos on Facebook
4: that were swiftly deleted, but yeah. that's a different conversation for a different time. I, yeah. I guess I need to ask what your standout memory, if you had to pick something, just a moment or, or a, a play or a shift where you just thought, this is incredible, I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life.
8: Yeah, well, obviously Benny David's goal in overtime, but for me personally, I think uh, the shift before I was actually out there, I think it was me, Perlini, and uh, Ben O'Connor, And it it was just a scramble off a face off, and Bouncy ended up making those three saves in a row. Yes, 11. And I was just thinking, oh my God, I'm going to lose this. And then he just stood (laughs) on his head, and then next shift, we go down and score. I was like, I couldn't believe it. You literally couldn't write it. Yeah. Like if it
4: was a hockey movie, people would say, no, that's nonsense. Yeah, it was Um, insane. A couple of questions before we finish. As I say, you've had a long day, so we really appreciate the time. Uh, You're taking on the
8: number nine jersey this season, am I right? I think so, yeah. I've I've never been asked, but yeah, we did <laughs> we, we did see our, our, we had to do uh headshots today and I yeah, I had the number nine. That's so what was I, on it. Yeah.
4: Um you're obviously then taken on the jersey worn by the, the well beloved Jim Vandermeer who has, has moved on uh out of out of Belfast and out of Northern Ireland. Uh we all need to know are you gonna take good care of it?
8: <laughs> I will I will <laughs> do my best and I will hopefully uh do everyone as proud as Jim made everyone else. yeah no
4: it uh, goes without saying there's a lot of excitement to have you here and you're one of the guys I think a lot of people would have sort of circled last season in terms of people we would like to see on these shores so it's, it's nothing but good news for us um, I guess before we close then uh, do you have a message or anything you'd like to say to the Giants fan base now that you're here as we rocket towards a, a busy preseason calendar and the CHL yeah um,
8: no basically just I'm excited to be here and I can't wait to get started and play in front of everyone and I think we got a good group of guys here from the first few days we've yeah. uh, met up, and uh, yeah, it's just I'm excited to get going, and I think we're gonna do everything we can to bring back the league title.
4: I think the feelings mutual. There's a lot of excitement. So listen, thank you for your time tonight, and we'll see you very soon. Oh, no problem. Thanks
0: for having me. Thanks to Ben, you can get the whole uh, Bougie and that full interview on our SoundCloud or in Kingdom of the Giants dot com. Um. Let's go quickly around the league. A lot We didn't speak anything about, you know, it's been a long off-season. There's been a lot happening around the Elite League. Let's quickly go around and pick a, a main talking point rather than get in-depth. Most people know of the real, some of the nonsense, some of the stories, whatever. But let's have our own little take on it. Davy. what's the big story from around the Elite League this summer?
5: Oh, it's got to be Jackson Whistle for me. Ooh. Um, Almost getting to the top of the Snakes and Ladders board and just... And he ended up in Nottingham. Oh Sa- my goodness!
0: Signs a two-year contract at the Sheffield Steelers. In comes Iron Fox. Tells him he's more or less surpassed to requirements, and uh, he's joined the Nottingham Panthers. A bit of a shock, really. Well, and um, um, I suppose it's an
5: an ego thing, and I don't mean this in a nasty way. about about was you know you're told you're going to be backup at um, Steelers so you'll leave and be back up at Panthers instead, you know, and I could very well see him being back up in Belfast in the future. So, you know, never say anything, never say never in hockey. But, uh, you know, as far as this season goes, that's a that's a big, that must be a big blow to him, you know, going there to, to Steeler land and all the pomp and ceremony that they said they were going to do and they were getting them a goalie Good coach for and sort of an obscene amount of money. And, you know, by all accounts, uh, you know, Steeler's fans, you know, you go on their social media last year, they said, you know, if it wasn't for Jackson Whistle, that it'd have been ninth instead of eighth. Um, so, you know, it's, it's got to be a difficult one for him. You know, we all obviously have a little bit of affinity with him because he played for the Belfast Giants, but he left under a bit of a cloud.
0: And, uh, you know, you don't like to see anybody playing for the Panthers. <laughs> uh, Simon, what's your big story of the off season? uh there's been a
2: couple you know that that um that sort of stand out around the league if that's what you're talking about but yeah. the, the big story around the league is the chance are the league champions <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes uh, challenge cup champions um <laughs> conference champions that's that's the big news um yeah it's it's uh that's you know you get right. <laughs> a lot of people saying about uh you know, oh, well that's history yeah it is history but it's current history, so we might as well ride it while we can. Um with regards to the around the league, um I didn't see the the move for Blair Riley going to Cardiff.
0: You didn't see it you didn't see it coming?
2: No, I didn't see it coming, no, no. No, like like it was out there for like ten years before. Who, who would have never guessed? Who would have um, known? Unbelievable. <laughs> um,
3: the uh
2: the look I, I've seen the tweet today from uh that guy um Steve King, isn't it? You call him from Cardiff. Oh um, Steve. Pleading, pleading poverty. Uh <laughs> jumping out and saying that uh, other teams are, are getting their wallets out the to, to catch uh like the devils but uh like, the, let me sorry, sorry,
0: sorry Simon is this the Cardiff Devils who had an eleven-point lead in the league title, pissed it all away, and then had their goalkeeper literally throw a puck in the back of their own net and subsequently lose the title yes. on a dead rubber against the 3rd bottom team in a game that they should have won? That—that that Cardiff Devils, just check.
4: That's them. Yes, that's that's the same oh, right. guy. Okay, thank you. Actually, I was going to Google that. Let me let me just.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. Looks like it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But look, look again. There, there's a lot of teams around this. Um, you know, there's there's fan everybody, all the fan bases will give their view and say that the chance of, of the biggest wage budget, what a lot of balls Um, you know, there there's teams out there that spend a lot more money than that. uh we've just got one of the best recruiters, if not the best recruiter in the league. Um backed up by um yeah, let's just be honest, the, the head coach of the year again. Um with uh, this time again is Adam Keith. Two the years lunatic. What's that?
0: the lunatic.
2: The lunatic Adam Keith. So look, I think we're in a pretty good place. Um you know, everybody wants to beat the champions. Every single team that plays them this year, whether it's the Nottingham Panthers or the Cardiff Devils or the Five Flyers, every team will want to beat the Giants this year. So we've got to be ready for them
0: and I've absolutely no doubt that Adam will have them ready for it. You know what, just before I come to you, Joel, is if I, you know, this talk of your know, budgets and who spend? I couldn't care less. And I've said this before, I remember saying this to Coach when he was at the Storm, where you about how he used to come out and say, oh, we don't have the budget for this and we don't have the budget for that. Listen, you have your budget that you have and that's your problem. You go out and you buy your team and then you go out and you compete. I couldn't care less if we're spending 10 quid or 10 million. Budgets don't matter. That's the end of it. You recruit your team and you go out. The likes of Leicester City have shown that budgets don't matter. If you, recruit, if you get the right team behind it, you can go and you can win anything. And, you know, winching about it in the off season doesn't matter at all. And pleading poverty. The likes of Taco Steve does. Yeah, just <laughs> laughable. Joel. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go
4: for a bit of a curveball. There, there, there are the main heavens. This year, uh, we're only a few months removed from the Milton Keynes Lightning absolutely <sighs> imploding and, and vintage. I don't even know if that's EIHL behaviour. I think that's a whole new category. That, who was it um, on
0: Spit and Chicklets? Was it?
4: Um, oh God, what you call him? It was a great interview. Yeah, uh, Langley, Lang,
0: uh, who basically well, it wasn't great for. I tell you what, it wasn't great for elite league hockey. But he was saying on one of the biggest podcasts on hockey.
4: Yeah. Uh, aside from that, uh, I, I obviously, uh, the 16 miles outside of Glasgow clan are entering a new era under Zach Fitzgerald. Um, I've always seen them as a bit of a sleeper in this league. You know, If, if they ever got the, the, the planets to align, I think they could be contenders. They have all the facilities and all the potential. Um, but I'm going to go for a, a, a bit of a weird one. I've been keeping an eye on kind of former giants, especially ones that stuck on in this league. And as we sit here on the 8th of August, Ryan Martinelli still hasn't got a job. Um, and I find that surprising. I think he's a, I think he's a great addition to any team. I think he's someone who's seasoned in the EIHL. And I see a lot of guys being pulled in from from far afield and a lot of untested guys. Whenever you've got someone there that is proven, uh, and, and he's a team guy too, uh, he's, a, he's a friend of the show. You know, he came on after he had signed in Sheffield, and he took a good bit of stick, and he gave it back. He's just a good guy who, who would be a, a, an addition to any team in the league. And, and I'm surprised that we're sitting here so late on, and, and he's still without a contract. Um, that's that's one of the headlines for me.
0: D- didn't even cross my mind that you know. I- I'm actually quite shocked at that, now I just said it. Martinelli, yeah. good player, but uh, yeah, another one who went good to Sheffield. And- like, real good lad,
5: yeah. real yeah. good lad. Yeah. I I I thought you know, not not take nothing away from our recruitment. We've recruited an absolutely fantastic decor there. I could have seen Martinelli back in a Belfast jersey. He
4: was rumored early in the off season, wasn't he? There was a lot of talk. I- I- it's-, it's even on his league prospects. Rumored to Belfast back in like May.
0: Yeah. Well, so, I yeah. went looking. i tell you. I went looking because I was trying to think of you know, little fillers for the show, and whatever. I went looking on the Sheffield Star website for that interview that Bob Westerdale did, where he asked uh, Ram Martinelli if the Belfast Giants won the league. Do you think you'd have made the right choice? The wrong choice to join the Sheffield Uh-oh. Steelers. Which well, ridiculous! What well, another ridiculous! What a guy from <laughs> from Bob Westerdale. But, uh, what, but was it, the, what was the answer? Well, it, no, it, the answer was I've just. Uh, he couldn't answer that question. What do you say to that question? I think he, his answer was more or less listen, I've, I've chosen to join the Sheffield Steelers and I'm I, I, I'm not even thinking about the. Uh, what the are you even supposed the to say? We're going for the title, more or less. I mean, <laughs> what the answer? Yeah, it's like asking nonsense. But uh, I went to the Star website. It's gone. It doesn't seem to be there anymore. <laughs> of course. It's gone. Of course it's gone. Anyway, uh, right, let's move on. Uh, one thing we really want to talk about is the fact that the Belfast Giants, SNL, uh, Giants have put a team in the Scottish National League this season. They'll be travelling over through the season to take on, I think there's 10 other teams from from uh, Aberdeen down to, down to Solway. Uh, a real opportunity for guys to come through the Junior Giants and then develop through the SNL Giants. And we'll, we'll, we'll chat about it in a second. But first of all, let's hear from one of the members of the SNL Giants. Uh, Joel had a chance to chat with Adam Robinson.
4: It's my pleasure now to be joined by a local guy who rose up through the ranks of the junior Giants set up eventually earning himself the right to pull on the tail at the SSE arena in front of thousands of fans. Uh, former junior A forward with the Canadian side the Meaford Knights and current all-around good dude Adam Robinson. How you doing bud?
9: I'm good, Joel. How are you?
4: Yes, I'm okay. Well, we were talking before we started recording here, and I've got the flu right now, so thank you for the sympathy that you're giving me that I'm not getting at home right now. I really appreciate that.
9: No problem. If you ever need it, just call. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: tell me before we get into it, what's going on in your world right now? Uh, you've been away yourself uh, on the other side of the Atlantic this summer?
9: Yeah, yeah. So I spent about a month over in Canada with my partner. Um, we went back to where I played in Meaford for my billet family. I actually, got married, so that oh was nice. a fun time. And then uh,
0: we uh,
9: took just uh, traveled around Toronto and done that, and then flew out and done uh, Alberta and British Columbia. Done a bit of touring around the Rockies and going to Banff, Lake Louise, and beautiful. just exploring an absolutely beautiful country. And did you come back with the flu or? <laughs> no 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 i, You're I, I can back with a lot of jet lag <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other story but let's
4: let's leave yeah. that for now um i guess we're we're talking tonight uh just about the the recent news the the re-entry of a belfast giant side into the snl and uh, the scottish national league so for anyone who might not know could you tell me a bit about the snl you know where it sits in, in the uk hockey landscape what it is how many teams how it works
9: yep yeah, um uh, so the snl is the scottish national league so the title it's obviously based in scotland and there are teams spread out all over scotland from as low as dumfries right up to aberdeen so you're you're touring around scotland all year you're playing around i think this year there's 10 teams in it Mm -hmm. well then including ourselves would be 11 so we're playing it's going to be initially be 11 or 10 home games or 10 away games and then uh the hope of some friendlies but yeah, it's a pretty competitive league and we were in it a couple of years ago but just with people going away and stuff, we haven't been able to feed a team so yeah. Yeah. we're uh, we're fighting back this year and hopefully gonna make a dent in the uh in the league this year and make a good. Um, entry. And that's the
4: thing right I mean it, it, you know you, you said it there the clues in the title the Scottish National League it's all—it's obviously a, a big financial challenge a big logistic challenge to ice a team from Belf- Belfast in that league um, how is that being addressed and taken care of in this first season?
9: So in the first season um, with all the games being away um, we are having to uh, support it ourselves so guys are willing to pay the monthly fees to practice at the ice bowl and then Whatever it is to uh, travel across to Scotland on a ten ten weekends throughout the year. Yeah. So unfortunately, we we are dependent on likes of sponsorship that help with the collateral of the um, away trips and the the cost of ice. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I saw social media and stuff being
4: set up over the past week or so there. Are you saying then for, for any Giants fans, for any local businesses that are listening, that there are opportunities for individual f- sponsorship, player sponsorship, club sponsorship? What's out there?
9: Yeah, so it's basically what you said there. It's We're looking for, you know, local businesses maybe to sponsor a player or even friends or fans of the Belfast Giants that um, are interested in sponsoring anything to do with the running. You know, at this stage... Anything helps. You know, yeah. we're we're at the point is we're we're just trying to grow this every year, so this year we're just trying to get it off and running, do a good start and uh try try to fund it as best as we can so it sets up the years coming so yeah. we can continue to grow and push forward throughout the years obviously and keep it keep it running
4: yeah I, th- I think there are really legitimate reasons for that which we'll get to in a second but obviously you're talking about the, the 10 away games in that first season that are sort of doubling up on on the league board and um, that's with a view obviously if this year goes well if you get the money behind you and the support behind you to, to to actually do it a full fixture list home and away from next season on isn't
9: that right yeah yeah so uh this year obviously with the lead entry into the league Scottish ice hockey find it difficult to incorporate home games into the schedule for the teams in Scotland. Yeah. So, one of the agreements were for this first year we're just going to have to struggle struggle on with uh, away games and then in the years to come the home games will be introduced hopefully going from next season that if we fulfil all the fixtures
3: uh-huh.
9: then the home games will be introduced and that will then allow you know, the the give and take from the teams it's obviously a big uh, a big ask to travel you know, you you may be travelling like Eight hours, the Aberdeen on a bus to play yeah. a game, and then you're eight hours back. It's, it's a big demand for any for anyone, no, especially when you're only getting away games.
4: That's it, exactly. So, I mean, there, there's obviously the, the need for some support there. And, and the reason for it, I mean, for me as a fan, first and foremost of the Belfast Giants, you know, when you talk to Robert Fitzpatrick, the, the Odyssey Trust CEO, the one thing that he gets so fired up about is local players, junior development, the opportunity for regular ice time for, for guys who are looking to break into the senior squad. Guys like you, Adam. So, I mean, the, the introduction of an SNL team, uh, a bridge between the junior setup and the senior team, that must be big news.
9: Yeah. Well, this is the thing. This is all I've wanted. Like, when I was coming up through the ranks, fortunately for me, the SNL team was there the year before I went to Canada. So I had that experience at a senior level before I left and pursued my junior career, well, finishing my junior career over in Canada. So the main reason for this is not only for the guys that want to play at a competitive level again, but that gap between the junior giants and the giants is filled with this team. It allows kids, you know... As young as sixteen now, that they if they can, they can play up with the SNL team, giving them that experience and that you know level of senior hockey that uh, will help hopefully pursue them on the like better things with the Giants and stuff like that. So,
4: yeah. so I mean, for, from your point of view, from being in those skates quite literally, do you think that this will lead to more local Giants?
9: Yeah, well, ideally, yes. Like I, I would love to say I'm guaranteed, but it is all about you know hard work and dedication, but. Mm-hmm. You know, now we're given that team that allows players to, like, play at that level. If they work hard, I can, I'm near, I'm sure that that will allow that. You know local talent to be put through into the senior squad
4: yeah i mean and, and i guess in terms of timelines timing's everything it couldn't come at a better time at the minute you know there's the talk of refurbishment to the ice bowl you've got the the odyssey trust really making a play for additional ice in the city and um, so i mean in terms of the a time for the snl team to be reintroduced this is the perfect kind of uh season i think
9: yeah well as i say we're talking with the the ice bowl here with the new building you know they're pushing forward more ice time um things in, like to involve junior ice hockey. Yeah. And as you say with the SSE and the, the Odyssey Trust pushing for more ice time, it couldn't come at a better time because it like one thing that uh, Northern Ireland has struggled with is um allowing kids to frequently play and allow, you know, work hard work and dedication and yeah. having that faci- having the facilities around to allow them to do it. Yeah. So with the new building and the uh with the ice bowl and the as you say, the Odyssey Trust pumping more ice time and more things they involve yeah. local kids you know it can come in a better time so I mean you, you t- talked a bit about the league there uh, the league currently features
4: the the recently reborn Murrayfield racers under Tony Hand uh, along with a number of, of tough sides that people will have heard about sides like the Paisley Pirates the Kirkcaldy Kestrels uh, how do you rate Belfast chances in that first season and also even in addition to that is a good finish and a, and, a, and a high finish on the table important or is it more about establishing that system that works with a view to the future
9: well, I think like we have the talent here, you know, with the coaches that are being involved, like Stu, Rob, Stewart,
4: uh-huh.
3: Graham
9: Walton, Gareth Roberts, Mark Morrison. Yeah. That we have that good experience backing us up, and then the, the junior uh, uh, players coming through, I think we'll stand a good in good stead for the the season coming. And the first season is, you know, like we just want the players to be dedicated this year, uh-huh. and better things to come in the future, but. I think we do, I'm not going to sell ourselves short. We we have a good team going into this year, and I'm very confident that we're going to have a good year and a good first year, yeah. which will hopefully then set the bar high for years to come. It's
4: it's great to hear. I mean, I'm, I'm personally excited, as I say, as a fan first and foremost, uh, and I'm looking forward to keeping an eye on it. Uh, is there a way that Giants fans can keep track of the SNL team this upcoming season? There's a There's a Facebook page, right?
9: Yeah, there's a Facebook page. There's a website currently being built, um, the Junior Giants are uh, going to be sharing the results and the fixtures and stuff like that. Brilliant. So there's, uh, social media is going to be the main way to keep on track with that.
4: Perfect. And we'll pump all those uh, handles and, and usernames and stuff
9: out over a over Kingdom of the Giants interview from the bridge. Um, when, does oh, the season, when does the season start? So we have our first game actually on August 31st. So bad. Oh, right around the corner yeah <laughs> okay so it's coming it's kind of thick and fast we'll, we'll make sure to, to keep in touch
4: and, and as you say there if there are fans local businesses anybody who would be interested in backing the SNL Giants uh, please feel free to get in touch with us and we will put you in touch with the team itself uh, before we finish I, I just I, I need to take the chance while you're on you obviously have, have seen yourself uh, taken to the ice at the SSC with that team jersey on and, and as a local guy it's my favourite thing in the world to see local guys get uh, you know first team time can you tell me what it feels like for someone like me who will never do it to skate out onto the sse and in, in that jersey with the boys
9: i i actually i, I couldn't describe it. the first time i ever done it was, it was it was overwhelming so the reason i started playing hockey was i went down to dundalk one uh one summer with my dad i think it was pre-season games we were playing against the Latvian hawks years ago yeah and that was like this is the sport i want to play so being able to work my way through it and then like walk out of that tunnel. It's it's overwhelming and w- words can't describe it, but it was a phenomenal experience. Phenomenal.
4: And uh, I think we feel the same in the stands, kind of watching a a guy that's your mate, a guy that came, you know, grew up in the same streets as you. It's fantastic. And and hopefully, with this SNL team back in action, it'll lead to more. Um, So, fingers crossed. I mean, for you then, uh, as an individual, what's your ultimate goal in hockey? You obviously played Junior A in Canada. You're on the fringes of that first team spot. You're going to be getting regular time with the SNL. Would your ultimate goal be to establish yourself like Graham Walton, Mark Morrison, Garth Roberts did?
9: Yeah. A hundred percent. That's my goal. It's my goal the whole time was, you know, to step like earn that permanent spot in the uh, the Belfast Giants. And I'll continue to work at it. You know, this this allows me now to possibly practice a couple of times a week with the Giants and then play games at the weekend with the SNL. So it's like uh, it's per- this is a perfect scenario for, for me and anyone else with my goals, you know, to pursue that. Well, Robo, it's always a pleasure to chat, mate. Uh, we're we're all rooting for you. We're all rooting
4: for the SNL team and, and we all, also hope to see you on the SSE ICE again at some point this season. Listen, thanks very much for the time.
9: Yep, thanks, Joel.
0: Great chat there. Um I'll start with you. You says that that sort of pathway, you know, you are you're, you're steeped in in the hockey with regards to local hockey and and that pathway or, or being able to go from the junior giants into the SNL, this move from the SNL Giants to try to Create that and, and be part of this. It is a good thing. Yes, um,
2: you know we we talked about a little bit on about you know the lack of of um, Northern Ireland blood and uh, the John Strasser room. Deco uh, is the only one that's that's still uh, lucky enough to to be in that that uh, that group of people or group of person, as said. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'd love to see more uh, Northern Ireland players, Northern Ireland born players, um, in the lineup. But it, it's very, very, very difficult. We, we, again, we've, we've talked about it over the last uh with regards to um, it's not a development league. Adam doesn't have, and before him, Derek Walzer, and before him, you know, the guys that we've had, you know, Paul Arium and, and Doug Christensen, it is not a development league. This league is getting stronger and stronger every single year. You need to be at that level um, to have a chance to play. Um, regularly for the Belfast Giants. Well, it can't, I,
0: it can't be. Sorry, mate. It can't be a development league when games in September mean as much as games games in March. Of course, of course. You're absolutely right, Paddy.
2: Um, you know, you, you see, I seen the kids a day, so I think with you, Josh Hodgkinson, Tommy McKinnon, uh, Adam Robinson. Uh, there was another. There was a goalie over from England. Um, uh, you've got wee Shuggy Galloway. He's uh, over. He's Scottish kid over. Um, for uh, for training as well, the training that they've had in the last three or four days is definitely going to help without a shadow of a doubt. You play with better players, whether it's it's ice hockey, football, tennis, golf—well, not so much golf—but you know, if you play a team sport with better players, you get that. That's it's not brain not rocket science. Um, but watching the practice and and watching, you know, they're sort of. Playing the likes of the three boys i mentioned playing online. Um and and again they're just up against it. You know the the pros, the the guys that are in here um, playing uh, are looking to play in the next few weeks um, and to get up and running for the chance. You know they're not playing at that uh, that peak level at the minute because they're sort of being slowed down by the locals. That that's that's there's no other way of trying to you know. Uh, butter it up that 's the way it is. These kids need to be the pick they need to work their tail off um, you know getting two or three practices a week isn 't good enough. You need to be out there every single day. You need to want to play professional hockey um, you know the The fact that Josh Hawkinson was playing in, in America last year, Tommy McKenna was playing away last year. Um, and that, that, by all means, that's going to help. Look at Stevie Eccles. You know, Stevie Eccles is great at the at the level that he played at Um I can't, remember what, I can't remember the name of the team that he played for um, a couple of years ago. He got an MVP in that league. But the level that make that step up is it's just too great at the minute. It's just too big. Um, and by all means, again, it, it, it's it's putting the the kids that we have here. They need. Listen, there's they, they, certain over the years, there's certain people, and I—I I was probably one because I thought I was the best player in Northern Ireland. I genuinely did, and and that doesn't make me a bad person because again, you know, you, you talk about players being overconfident. I—I I, I just wanted to be the best every single time I stepped on the ice.
0: Davy thought you were as well.
2: But yeah, I mean, that, that, I, we Davys always pumping my tires, and I, by all means, it's great. Um, but there was kids out there that that played a long time alongside me that and who could have played at a higher level as well. We just never got the opportunity. We never got the opportunity. Bob Zeller met with me, and you know we you knew the story. Bob Zeller met with me at, at uh, David Lloyd Center. I was over the moon to get the, the prospect of playing for the Belfast chance. And then a year later, being told ah, we're not doing it. We're just going to stick with the, the Americans and Canadians. That, that just for me, that just went. I've no interest in playing anymore, and I sort of just stopped. Um, but these kids have the opportunity, but they need to get out of their head that they are the best in Belfast because they're not. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Yeah. They need to stop. They need to stop thinking that they they have the divine right to walk in. Team, some of them do. Some of them think that they're ready to step up right right now. I have news for them. They're not. The SNL will help by absolutely no doubt about that. If they're playing regularly against kids who are, who are having the opportunity to step up on the, the Five Flowers team or to step up into the Dundee Stars team or the, the Glasgow clan, you know, they've all got their feeder teams over in those, uh, those ranks in, in, um, in Scotland. But they need – I'll give you the perfect example. Ian Robertson, kids, Callie Robinson – um and uh, oh god, I can't remember the other one's name. In Fife. He's all he did was set in the bench last year. He went more or less every single game to play for um to play for the Fife Flyers and he got probably two dozen shifts all season. And this kid's good. Callie Robinson is good and I think he's signed for another team this year. So, you know, you, you you've gotta be and you've got to want, you've just got to breathe the game. You can't just turn up and think, do you know what? I just That's all I need to do. I just need to turn up and I I should be able to get in this team. It's not going to happen that way. And if you want to impress Adam Keith, you've got to knock your b****s in every single day that you get on that ice. You've got to work hard in the gym. You've got to basically have the right mentality to go. But as I say, right this minute in time, there's nobody from Northern Ireland, that go aside that can make that step up to play a regular chef in the Belfast John's team, and, and, I did, and just to finish, and that hurts me to say that, but look, I, I, I'm telling the truth.
0: Before I've got a question, I thought Davey, as well, but I, I, in the back of my head, and this, I can hear Robert Fitzpatrick banging, right? just basically saying, "Ice, you know how how important is another ice pad?" Says. You're, that, that, that that's basically where I was going to get to, Paddy, because
2: it is absolutely vital that we have not just one, not just two, where there's more three, four, five, all based around North. I still can't believe that Dublin doesn't have a rink. I just can't get that into my head. But Robert Fitzpatrick, Steve Thornton, uh, Eric Porter, all those guys are working their tail up to try and make more ice happen in Belfast. It's, you know, I don't understand why they're not getting it back. In all this talk, about the Belfast Giants being, you know, not getting the funding and not getting the opportunities that other sports in Northern Ireland have—that it's not a, um, you know, it's not a mainstream sport. What a load of <laughs> it is a mainstream sport. We get more fans in the Irish League if you put, take Glentoran and Linfield matches and and I know there's, there's other teams in North Belfast say they're big, but they're not. Um, <laughs> you know, if you take the Glens and then field out if they're not playing, you team that that whole league put together. I would argue that the Belfast Giants average crowd is higher than an average league game day in the Irish League. So don't be talking to me about it's not a mainstream sport. That's a lot of nonsense. Ulster rugby, Belfast Giants, GAA is big, big sports in Northern Ireland. And I think Brucey, I'm pretty sure the stat Brucey gave last year, there was more fans, actually, maybe Davy, my apologies, there was more fans attended the Belfast Giants than what there was the Ulster rugby so don't talk to me about mains not being main because that's it. sorry cool FM viewers and listeners but that is 100% this sport has grown over the last 20 years can't remember the name of the guy that said it in the Irish news said it wouldn't last good foresight there but, glad. but where we are right now and the the, the the popularity of the sport and not just for for one side of the community this is then the land of the chance, everybody is equal, everybody's welcome. Come along and watch a game, you'll pick it up. There's more season tickets than ever, far more season tickets this year. So the Belfast Giants need to get the support not just from out there at the minute, but further afield as well because they are the real deal. 20 years and they said it wouldn't last absolutely.
0: Davey, one sorry, sorry other, for the rant. Voice. This this is unreal. This, <laughs> the, I'm I'm this. this. is going straight to Cool FM. It's this week's trailer. The um, Davey, one of the other aspects of it is the idea of one club, uh, Junior Giants, SNL Giants, Belfast Giants. Uh, is there opportunity? I know with the stuff that the Giants do in the community, the stuff that the Giants do off the ice, is there a means for people to start to believe in the fact that we are one club.
5: That's a tricky one. There's a helicopter over the top of my house here. It makes me feel a little bit homesick. Um
2: <laughs> You in the just, new log today?
5: Just, just just flew just flew over there so it has. Um twenty past this podcast started yesterday, boys. Um <laughs> and, hey, who's and, and, that? And, oh, well technically yes, okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're coming from there, Patty, and that's difficult. Probably difficult for the SNL because they're going to be on the road all season. Um, hopefully, the following season there's going to be some home games where people can get involved. Junior Giants, yes. If if maybe I, I don't know where where when the Junior Giants are playing. This is one of the, this is one of the problems. There you go. Someone who's pretty deeply involved with the club. I don't know when the Junior Giants because I don't make it my business to go and try and find out. That's bad on me but the club also don't have a linked up sort of thinking behind getting that information out there either. So yeah, everybody needs to take a responsibility here as to, you know, how we, how we get that message out. Definitely, you know, to me, could the kids be playing at six o'clock or five o'clock on a, on a Saturday night before a, before a game? Maybe they do. And, uh, you know, could, could people be going down to the SSE and, and cheering the kids on before the before they go in and get a pint before the you know the main event of the evening and and hopefully the SNL team will be able to to play some games at home the following season. But yeah, there there's there's potential there for, for one club, a one club mentality. There should be. Um but I don't see it there at the minute. But you know you wish the SNL boys all the best. Uh, there's obviously there'll be some vets in there, probably boys that have played for the Belfast Giants in years gone by, um supplementing young kids coming through there. It's probably one of the sad points of, of twenty years of Belfast Giants and, and still we we're not converting young Belfast guys into in the Belfast Giants. We've had you know, obviously had our, our, our moments along the way. The guys were kind of foisted into the team in that third third or fourth year, you know, when the ISL collapsed and we went into the A- AIHL, and you'd you Marty and, and Wally and Mo and Gimper and all three in and, mm. and it was sink or swim and, and you know for the best for the better part. Supplement that obviously with the, with the likes of Jason Ruff having an incredible season, but the guys, you know, Graham Walton went on and represented the club, Nice second all time, you know, in number of appearances. The worst GB played for GB. Mark mochan Morrison played a whole four hundred games for the club, and Marty scored the first goal. You know, the, the guys did okay in that league, but as yeah. the league got, got <clears> as the league progressed and got better and better, <laughs> the word is now, the, the, the guys from Northern Ireland weren't competitive enough, unfortunately. We've got to solve that conundrum, and yes, extra ice time, but says probably put it more succinctly away from the extra ice time. You have to be committed to hockey and really nothing else. It's unfortunate. It's a full-time job. To be a Belfast Giant is a full-time job. You can't do it as a part-time, and you can't. It's, <laughs> I mean, Russell word. it's attitudinal as well. You've got to have that mindset that all you want to be, is a Belfast jam because if you don't have that and you don't have that, the desire and and the sort of the ability to to drop everything else and just focus on that one goal, you will not do it. You need to be eating right. You need to be in the gym every day. You need to be on the ice every day. That's expensive, and I understand that. And you know, if you don't have the money to do that, and you don't, you've got to go and try and work a job as well. That's where it becomes difficult. So, how we bring those guys through on scholarships or whatever way we do that, you know. That's where your one-club mentality, where you've you've got guys that you identify and you say, that's a future Belfast Giant, we are going to nurture him through the SNL, through the juniors, through the SNL, in the training, and, and hopefully he'll come out the other side as a Belfast Giant, or a, a two-way deal with another you know, elite league club, whatever. Got to find some way of getting Belfast guys back into the roster, that's for sure.
0: You see, you see the development, the change in the, in the structure of the leagues in in England and, and, you know, the NIHL and, and some of these SNL guys taking a step into that with maybe a view to taking a step up to the elite league and trying to create that pathway. I know that Sheffield are starting to create that pathway as well. It's a listen. It's a it's a big good luck to the to the S N L Giants, Absolutely, and, yeah, yeah. and, and I, you know it's going to be a difficult season. I remember, like when I used to live in Cumbria, I used to get the, the boat across all the time to to Stranraer and seeing a bunch of the lads who were all on their way to Dumfries to do training or to play games or their kit and having to go all that way to be part of it. You know, it, it's going to be a tough season for them playing these doubled up games. But listen, we'll try to keep you as in touch and as up to date on how they're getting on through the season. It's a big good luck to the snl giants and thanks to adam robinson for for chatting this um just briefly lads uh, just you know we're going to start to wrap things up here we're not going to be on until just before the Champions Hockey League. So between now and then, there are those four preseason games against Mora IK of, of the Alsvenskan. They're on Saturday the seventeenth of August at seven pm, and Sunday the eighteenth of August at four pm, and on the twenty third and the twenty fourth of August at seven pm. The Danish team, the Herning Blue Fox, says: uh, Are these all on Belfast Chance TV preseason? Right, Hear you the preseason in. games are they Jazz TV? Yep, all four. All um,
2: four. We've got them on. Uh, looking forward to it. I've been. I've had a look at the roster. Let's um, that, that, just not be about the show. This is going to be a tough, tough ask. This is a top, top team um, from the Swedish Hockey League, and uh, and the, you know these kid, these guys will be. Uh, I know we want to be on the ice a week, and then next week, obviously, uh, you know, got the full team on, but uh, these. These Swedish guys will be on the ice for at least a month, so this is going to be a tough, tough game, a uh, tough, tough series or two games uh, for the Giants. But really looking forward to it. Um, as I say, the the bug is honestly the bug is only sure to come back this week. Yeah, um, I honestly haven't missed it. I've been having, I've, I've been out playing golf. I've been out. We and Jazz have been doing a lot of stuff, and and uh, I've been away to Spain a couple of times as well. So, um, it's it's it, the summer's absolutely flowing in um i really even if you'd asked me last week yeah okay well see see what happens but i really haven't missed it until
0: i seen the boys on the ice on tuesday morning going right i'm ready let's to get just, this start this again. again yeah yeah I have to, i'm with you on that well it'd be interesting to see how I know a lot of guys when we're on twitter and facebook you're looking forward to seeing how the guys gel and there's a lot of leaders out there davy and that uh, you know the, Adam Keith's going to be on an eye out for a captain, and I see on Twitter that you've got a campaign to begin.
5: Oh, to me, there's only there's only one captain in that team. You know, I, I believe under EIHL rules, you can have a captain and three alternates. So I think that's the route we should take. Mark Garside, for me, tenth, you know, testimonial season, tenth years of Belfast Giant, hanging in there as you know. Stephen Murphy obviously can't be captain because he's a goaltender, not allowed. Andrew Dixon can't be a captain because he's a goaltender, not allowed. Outskaters, skaters, someone who's returning year on year, right up there in terms of appearances for the club, puts his body on the line, plays D, plays forward, has been a part of championship after championship. British guy, knows what it means to be a Belfast Giant, gets it, as Robert would say. Mark Garcay, number seven, captain of Belfast Giants for me. Please make it happen,
2: Kiefer.
0: Are you boys on board? Uh, you, know, you know what? I don't think it would
2: be a bad decision. Um but uh, I'm I'm not sure if Adam leaves it up to the guys choose the uh the captain or if he picks it himself this year. I really don't know what, what his mindset is. But you know, look there's a lot of experience in there. Uh, there's a lot of, of uh very suitable candidates. Um and uh, you know, look look at Lenny last year, Lenny assisted uh you, David and Patty have touched on um obviously Joel touched on uh, uh Mr Red Sox. I um, mean <laughs> yes. you know, this guy's this that's, guy that's is is, is yes, captain it is. you know, captain one of the best teams in Sweden. European hockey. You know, he went to the European final CHL final last year and um you know he's gotta be in the in the mix for it as well. So look, we've got a room full of leaders. Um we've got a couple of young kids that'll that need that guidance and it's not just one person, uh whether it be the captain or whether it be an AMS chest or assistant coach as well. There's a lot of guys that need to be in that room pulling the, everybody together at the same time.
4: Joe, you guys know that I'm a big Jordan Smotherman guy, uh, but I have been thinking about this one as well. And uh, if I have my choice, it's Curtis Leonard. Uh, he says mentioned him there. You know, uh, it's I, I absolutely take on board what Davey's saying, and I would be as stoked as everybody else if that seat was on Mark Garside's chest but Lenny as a character uh, I, I we've interviewed him a few times and I've, I've made a point of mentioning it he has this infectiously positive attitude that guy just loves coming to work he loves being around the arena he loves being around the team uh, he is a, a big physical presence on the ice uh, he's completely no nonsense and I just think that he fits the mold of someone who would be a captain uh, if I had my choice uh, it would be Lenny but what do I know?
0: Yeah. And by the way, the the, the Red Sox thing isn't gonna stick because I Oh yeah it is. No, yeah, no, yeah. no, it's not because I'll tell you why. I'm more than convinced that Liam Reddicks is actually going to be a success this season, as opposed <laughs> oh, to the tough. Boston Red Sox. That's tough. Uh, I come
2: more light to talk about it when they're not doing well. <laughs> <I think so.
0: laughs> sure. but, uh any other business boys?
2: Yeah, I have Patty I have uh a Boxel today. Um and Boxy's uh uh a lot of there's been a lot of people get in contact with him, whether it's private message, Facebook, or Twitter, um, and a few other ways as well, and asking is he retired? Uh, and he just wanted me to point out that, that he has not retired. Um, he's just in the spot at the minute, looking for uh, opportunities. Um, he's uh, he's in Boston at the minute, um, enjoying his time out there, uh, but he has not retired. He also asked me to pass on uh, his, uh, his his thanks to all the Belfast Giants fans. He, he uh, he said he absolutely loved his time at Belfast and uh will always hold a special place in his heart. And Davy's already touched on it earlier. You know, Boxy was just a top, top lad. Um I'd love to see him back in a Belfast Giants uniform. Um I know where where we are right now, it's it's uh, it's a full roster, but you just they never say never. So um I just want to wish Boxy, whatever he does well, brilliant. If he ends up somewhere else, you know, he's he's always once a giant, always a giant. But uh, unless he ends up back in uh, Nottingham or Sheffield, so um, and then we'll, we'll, we'll give him a bit of verbals for that, of course. But top top lad, uh, what a what a guy on the ice, and who is ever going to forget that block shot last year in the Challenge Cup final? Top top lad,
0: absolutely superb player. Anybody else? No sir. Nope. In that case, if we're all done, big thanks to Ben Lake, Adam Keith, Kevin Rain, oh. Adam uh, Matt Pellick, and Adam Robinson. Um, thanks to everybody for the interaction on Twitter and sending all your. Or your things through over the last, uh, over the summer, I guess. And if you want to get in touch with us at AVF TV, uh, on Twitter, Facebook, just search for a view from the bridge, and uh, keep an eye on kingdomofthegiants.com for articles, game reports, interviews. And if you want to write anything, uh, your thoughts on the roster, your thoughts on the season to come, just drop us a line on articles at kingdomofthegiants.com dot com. We'll be back in a couple of weeks to preview the Champions Hockey League. We hope you uh, if you get down to the SSC arena for those preseason games, Saturday the 17th of August at 7 p.m. Sunday the 18th of August at 4 p.m. They're against Mora IK uh, and Herning Blue Fox from the Danish League, 23rd and 24th of August, both those games at 7 p.m. If you can't get to them, Mr. Kitchen will take you through the games on Giants TV. Gentlemen, it's early hours of friday morning thank you very much for sticking with us and uh, i'll speak to you in a couple of weeks always a pleasure thanks boys cheers guys cheers cheers and uh wherever you are we hope you enjoy your summer uh we'll see you in a couple of weeks and we'll catch you here next time on the from the bridge
3: Podcast Network.